1: Welcome to Counter Charge. I'm Matthew Schenker. And I'm Rob Enough. And we're back again.
2: We we've had a little bit of a break. We had a lot of master stuff taking up a lot of our time, but that is all in the past. And Matthew reached out and said, Hey, I have an event coming up in Carolina. And I said, I, I know people in Carolina. I know I know I know Tony Nelson. I know some other people. So I was like, hey, let's let's get on and talk about it. So welcome to the show, Matthew.
1: Thanks for having me. I really
2: appreciate it. Well, let's start with the question everybody wants to know: what is your gamer origin story?
1: Well, I'm not sure how many people really want to know that, but I'll be glad to talk about myself. <laughs> I am um, I'm Matthew. I am a uh, Florida native that moved to North Carolina about two years ago. Uh, we in Florida are generally known for our competitive 40K scene, which uh, I make no apologies for, but we are the worst. You'll generally get pretty much nothing but 40K out there. When I first heard about Kings of War, it was actually by someone that was leaving the area and moving up to West Virginia. And they mentioned this crazy game where you could use any models you want. And I grew up in the whole very competitive scene, very Games Workshop brainwashed. And I was like, that's crazy. No one will go for that and completely forgot about it. And this was probably five or six years ago. I'm assuming it was when second edition dropped.
2: Second edition dropped
1: in 2015.
2: So, yeah, it's probably 2.5, somewhere in there, yeah.
1: Yeah, somewhere right around there. Uh, but yeah, so like that's kind of where I started. I you know, started playing 40K when I was 12, 20-odd years ago, uh, and got into fantasy because my local LGS had a sale on the two-player starter because they were going from 5th uh, to 6th, and it was the starter that had the Orcs and Empire. The 6th edition starter set was amazing. Yes.
2: 6th uh, edition was probably my favorite version of Warhammer. And those, those Empire guys, uh, and even the Oryx, they have a very, I have a strong affinity for them. They were
1: great models. Oh, yeah. The the heraldic lion shields and everything, they were great. And, yeah, I mean, I, I got that starter, and I was just like, wow, this starter looks so much better than the current 40K starter, which I think it was like a Dark Eldar versus Black Templar, and you got maybe 15 models. It's like a squad of Cabalites and some bikes and stuff. Uh and then from there, it just kind of took off. I got the the rank-and-flank bug, um, and I slowly uh, brought that around to all my friends that were still playing 40K at the time, and we kind of transitioned over to fantasy, and we went really hard into uh, fantasy up until, you know, the normal world blowing up, and uh, kind of went back into 40K and stuff like that, and back into the land of the lost of the competitive scene. Um and yeah, it, it really took quite a lot for me to be disillusioned with uh, the way that company runs things, uh, and and I really just started researching like, hey, what other games are out there? Because mini gaming is like a huge passion of mine. Um, and I, you know, jumped around, tried War Machine, tried Malifaux, tried Infinity, uh, and then you know, I realized like, man, there's no fantasy games like anywhere anymore so i started looking into that and lo and behold that memory clicked back from you know the 2015 saying oh wait there my one friend mentioned this game so i asked him about it you know because facebook is wonderful and you can contact people you've never spoken to in years and he mentions you know it's kings of war and this is when third edition first like was coming out they were talking about third edition and so I was like, oh, OK, that's that's like looking through the models. And I'm like, OK, well, let me like I'll pre-order a starter and stuff like that. Well, that's right around the time that I was moving from Florida to North Carolina. And I was like, ah, it's fine. Like there's tons of gaming in Florida. There's game stores everywhere. Not going to be a big deal. I relocate to North Carolina and realize that there is a, a dearth would be, a, a, I guess, the politically correct word um, of game stores for. This particular area. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a region thing, like if it's just there's certain states that don't do a lot of gaming, like the rural states, maybe. Um, but yeah, we have, like, if you consider the way North Carolina is laid out, you have Asheville all the way close to, I mean, not close to you, but closer than. It's close
2: to the border of Tennessee.
1: <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, so you have Asheville, and then. There's pretty much nothing between – and I apologize to all my North Carolina residents, but there's nothing between Asheville Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, like, Charlotte and, like, Winston-Salem. There's just, like, a a very beautiful drive, um, I'd say. Mm -hmm. And then between, like, us and, like, uh, Durham, you know, and Raleigh, there's, again, nothing there. And then you go all the way back over to Myrtle Beach. So – you besides these like really big t- cities and stuff like that there's nothing in between so like where i'm located i'm in like an offshoot of winston salem we have three kind of local game stores and i say kind of because all three of them have to do the normal magic nights two of them are just magic but like they'll let you put a table down if you if you bring all your own stuff and then mm-hmm. One of them has the actual facilities for it, and they try and cater to everybody. So it's not like they, like, hey, you know, we only do this or that. So they they literally like, if you have a minis game, this is your night. You know, they give you like a Wednesday, and there you go. Which is very very different than than where I'm coming from, from like the Tampa Bay area, where it's just like, oh, there's a game store in this city, and then a couple blocks over is another game store, and another game store, and they all play, and yeah. So, yeah, it was a a bit of a struggle. And I honestly, when I moved up here, I relocated with my wife. And uh, we came up to be with her mother-in-law, who lives up here. And uh, she's in Pilot Mountain, which is like about an hour away from us. So far enough away that she can't visit us every day type of thing. Uh, And I was like, oh, man, let me try and find my people. And, yeah, it was just... It was very difficult at first. And I went on like the Kings of War pages. Like I was trying to like reach out to anybody and everybody (laughs) that would listen. Uh, And that's actually where I found countercharge. I I was like, okay, podcast, like there has to be something out there. And so, yeah, I I subbed the channel. I was like, oh, man, this guy sounds really cool. Little did you know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I, I started listening and like. You, you, you were talking about the different regions, so then I was, like, Facebook looking for the regions and stuff like that. So I found the region I was in, and I just kind of, like, put that awkward, like, video dating profile up.
2: I'm here, like, and I love yeah. this game. Someone, <laughs> exactly. someone respond
1: back to me. 100%. Who was the one that – who was the first bite? So there were some Asheville people saying, like, oh, yeah, there's this guy called Rufus that, you know – plays in your area so i was like oh okay cool and like i'm still used to like florida geography where like everything's really really close like when you take a drive like a drive is like an hour or so and then like then like oh man i I gotta like pack for this in florida but here i i message him on facebook and i'm like hey i just moved to the area i heard you play this game and i don't hear anything and i was like oh man okay well Okay, that's fine. I, I, I bought the uh, War in the North starter, I bought the War in the Hold starter, and, like, I was putting stuff together. I'm like, well, you know, like, I'll convince my wife to take pity on me, and she'll throw dice in my general direction and, and like, play the game. And probably a month or so later, Rufus messages me. And if you don't know, Rufus is an amazing guy. He's a, an older gentleman. He's my father's age, so he's, you know, in his 70s and stuff like that, who doesn't Facebook all the time. So that's why he didn't see my message. Right. And I didn't realize that because, you know, uh, our profiles are both like fairly private. So he has like a picture of his uh, his dog on there and whatnot. So once we start to talk and I, I was like, oh, OK, this makes a lot more sense. And we're like, hey, like I play I'm in the area. Do you want to meet up for a game? So we meet up uh, and, you know, you have the awkward introductions of like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. hey, you know, like the do you, you cool? I'm cool. I think we're both cool uh and yeah we we played our first games of kings of war i believe it was uh i was playing night stalkers versus his ogres and kicked my butt pretty severe i mean he was very nice about it uh he definitely is really good with new players and um yeah from there i was hooked like actually like in a competitive level i was like man the ranks and flanks are back i i could technically use whatever models i want like i am full steam ahead uh Mm-hmm. And since then, I, I have my, – my pile of shame has changed from like old, 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 old 40K models that I eBayed to I have a like new in box uh, Empire of Dust Army. That's like probably three or 4,000 points. Um, and then I, I'm almost finished painting the goblins. I, I felt your pain in all of your podcasts.
2: There's so many goblins. <laughs> you just paint so many models in the, in your, and you just realize – there's just still 300 models to go. Like you're just not even close. Yeah. it's like oh, it, it does, it does, it can break your. W- in Tampa, where were you playing? Were you playing in Clearwater or were you playing in Tampa? And what game store was that?
1: There, there's a few. Uh, and and I apologize. It has been a hot minute. Um, it oh gosh. At Armada Games, which okay. is down in in Tampa. Yeah. Armada, and that's like actually in Tampa. Yes. So there's Armada. Our model was the one that I used to do fantasy at back in the day. So I would that you know would do our model for fantasy tournaments. But 40k was critical hit games. Uh, really cool game store, you know, great owner. Um, but again, uh, he mainly focused on 40 And I mean, I, you can't blame him. I mean, it brings in no, the money. You focus on who shows up and pay and, yeah. and buys models. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But yeah those are the two stores Armada critical hit games and um you know it, it's there was a few up my way like where I live but they you know how it is they would fade in and out um emerald City was like the what it was when I was a kid and that became like hammerfall games then hammerfall games became like serenity games and it was just like the constant change of ownership and stuff like that but it was always a great game store um but yeah I mean like right now we play up in high Point which is kind of like a middle area I have been to, I've been to high point oh, okay.
2: Brawler Bash, many many years ago, I believe High Point was the one that provided the terrain for a Warhammer event back, like, gosh, fifteen years ago maybe. So yeah, it's a great
1: store. They have moved to a like a, a newer location, and it's uh, Gamers Underground now. But again, uh, great owners, uh, you know, and it's it's been fun. Been trying to, to spread the good word of Mantic to as many people as I can.
2: Absolutely. And you got an Atomic Empire in the general. Is that, it's not by you though. Like, is that, it's about an hour, a
1: little farther away. But again, geography is so strange because again, like an hour in Florida is like you were in traffic and you may only go 20 miles. You're going
2: Tampa to Clearwater and yeah, it's an hour, and right? That's
1: it. <laughs> an hour in North Carolina time is like I can go halfway across the state from where I am because I'm right in the middle. So, like, I could almost, you know, it, it, it's ridiculous. It, it, I love it. Don't get me wrong, but it still amazes me. So, Do you get back to Florida
2: at all? I mean, they have a pretty vibrant scene, like especially in the Orlando area.
1: My goal is to do Crucible one year.
2: Uh, Excellent. Could yeah. Cody, that'll make Cody happy when he hears this.
1: <laughs> yes, uh, I definitely would like to go down to Crucible. I, um, My folks live kind of in between. One's in Clearwater and one's kind of like near uh, UCF. So I can kind of kind of squeeze in, like, a family visit in between so I get, like, the brownie points and don't have to pay for hotels, so it works. <laughs> you found Kings of War, you found Rufus, and so give
2: us a sense of how it's been going. I mean, because I've noticed there's been a lot more activity on the North Carolina Facebook page. There's more interest in it. We've got a few, you know, uh, there's, a, there's a, a, a small list of the same names that we're seeing, so, you know, give us a sense of uh, the scene in Carolina.
1: Sure, so, you know, we, we definitely... Started pretty small. Uh, when after like a couple games with Rufus, we took a drive over to the Charlotte area. Uh, I met Jason Britt, who is a really great player. Uh, yeah, believe, from Alabama
2: originally. Yeah, he used to play with us all the time, and he is a very good player.
1: Yes, uh, he actually was throwing. So I, it, his local game store was like kind of like a, oh hey, learn to play Kings of War, and then he actually had a learn to play tournament, which uh, is the first and probably only tournament I got first place in for Kings of War. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter. It's it, it, it's a trophy. It's true. It's, it's hardware true. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so I, I, I met Jason and, and you know some of the players over there, and it, it was great. Um, it, I I'm a project manager by trade, so I am one of those crazy people that like love making lists and getting things organized and like moving towards progress. And, you know, after talking with him, he mentioned uh, another fellow, Tony Nelson.
2: Well, I was going to say, when you said project manager, Tony Nelson, like, because I know he's in the construction business, right? And uh, and I'm like, well, wait a minute. That's right up Tony's alley.
1: Yes. And uh, so I, I got into contact with Tony, which he was transitioning. He was in Jacksonville and coming back to North Carolina. And so we kind of, we had this uh, gang, if you will, of like, players that have played the game forever. And I, you know, I'm, I'm new, but I, I have the, that, that I guess the new employee drive of just like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to change the company. Uh, and so I really tried to get, um, you know, the scene going, we started making flyers for all the different shops that we were going to uh, and really like, Hey, this is a game. Let's start playing it at our game stores. Let's start telling people about it. And it has slowly grown. We've gotten from just like the the five or six of us that like started, we've gotten probably another dozen or so on and off players in our cities. And yeah, I mean, it, it's getting there. Uh, I had my first learn to play tournament that I threw a few months back and we had three brand new players like just like out of the woodworks. Yeah. So. It's it's been good, you know. I've I've been really like looking forward to it. It's been a little work, kind of picked up a little bit uh, this past couple months, and that, that, you know how it goes. Like I kind of have to pass the tor- torch on to someone when that type of stuff happens, and then I pick it back up again. But yeah, I mean, we're gonna have our first uh, not GT level event, but one of our first actual big one day North Carolina tournaments coming up, and uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're excited. We have more people in this event than we've had in the past couple years since Tony used to throw his events, really. so
2: Tony, obviously, he's been traveling a little bit because, I mean, for a while, you know, North Carolina, and then he's had stints in in, uh, Florida. He had some stints where he was in Nashville. So he's a a, uh, world traveler. Yes. But it's good that it feels like he's back home now and uh, settled in more, and so now it's uh, an opportunity for him to help really get that. Because, I mean, it's hard. Obviously, uh, Tony's a great guy. So it's, it's you know, and, and well, actually, all of you guys, uh, yourself included, you know, Jason Britt. I mean, they're great ambassadors of the game. And I think, uh, you know, I think what you guys just need is just time, right? You know, in, in a way, you're just a few, few years behind where maybe some of the other areas are. But, you know, part of it is that if you think about North Carolina, I mean, it was the hotbed of Warhammer. I mean, to the point where it ran the first two U.S. Masters for Warhammer. You know, at Atomic Empire. So, like, it had, you know, when we transitioned, you know, I think there was a lot of uh, splintering in North Carolina. Like, people would play Malifo or they, you know, they play, and, and maybe not as many of them landed uh, with Kings of War, which is fine, right? I mean, there's a game for everybody and everybody for a game. And if they found a game they like, great. But it's fun now to see this now, you know, whatever we're on now, gosh, uh, eight years on since second edition, it's fun to see, all right. There's more and more traffic. You guys are getting some real, you know. There's a lot of. I mean, there there were like months where I would not see like any posts on the North Carolina page, <laughs> right? And, and now yeah. it's like
1: you get to you get You're getting enough, you know, you're getting more than one a day. So that's a yeah. good, that's a good, a good, uh, good change. No, we we try and like I, I, you know, Tony made me a moderator for the page. I'm like, oh gosh, time, here we go. So I I've, I kind of stopped printing the goblins because how many pictures of goblins do people really want to see? Uh, but I just finished uh getting the bases and whatnot like worked on, so I'm gonna take some pictures of those coming up and yeah it'll they'll they'll be back up there but yeah, we have a few uh very active members there and I try and pull as many as I can to to build that excitement You're one hundred percent right about that
2: and you I'm assuming what was what refreshment memory tony had an event was it
1: called the Grail what was it called again? He had an event right? he did so it was um oh gosh, he's gonna beat Jeff over this. Tony is a, a very big, in-shape gentleman that, uh... Oh, I don't know how tall he is, but he is, like... He's, like,
2: like compared to me, he's, like, Andre the Giant. I'm a very tiny man. I,
1: I uh, I just passed the 5'8 check on my driver's license. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah. I try and make up for it by, like, going wide, but it doesn't work out so well. Tony's, like, yeah, I think he's, like, 6'7", if I remember correctly, somewhere around there. And then he has... Bro- he has brothers that are apparently bigger than him, so it's, it's interesting, but, um... Ah oh, gosh, I want to say Kingslayer, but it's not. It's um It might be Kingslayer. It, it might be Kingslayer, actually. That
2: that might be it. I feel
1: like that's it, but I don't wanna I, we just talked oh, about it. Oh, he won't time, be offended. Yeah, he yeah. won't be offended. I hope not. Tony, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> what armies have you been playing? So obviously, I mean I'm sure at this point you've got a few different armies. So I do. kind of give us a sense of what armies you've played.
1: So I started with Nightstalkers just for the simple fact that like I bought the two player starter. And I have a weird – I normally don't like um, – I'm not a big fan of like how the Northern Alliance is kind of like Viking style. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I just – I enjoy like very like fantasy trope armies, I guess. Well, you want like
2: high fantasy. You want the like yeah. the, the high elves and the yes. – you know, And dwarves. And you want the traditional – a lot of times people that come to a fantasy game, that's – they don't really want the human armies that are based on – historical context. They don't, that's not what they're here for. They wanted that. They, they, those people would probably play a historical game. So I totally get it. I (laughs) totally get it.
1: So obviously Northern (laughs)
2: Alliance wasn't your bag, but you had another half of a, 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 but the other half of that box was night stalkers.
1: So there you go. Yes. Which I I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, I really got into the whole, like the spirit of Mantic, I guess, to get new players, which was, you know, use whatever models you want, which is one of the things that really drew me in uh, for the company. And, you know, as I was like, would read through like Robbie's posts and and like just the different players, like how positive everybody was. I was like, oh, that's cool. So like I, I just got models from everywhere. Anything creepy. I got like Gale Force mm-hmm. 9 aliens, um, just all sorts of random stuff that you, you toss in there. A very, very beginner army you know if you will um tons of whatever blood it takes to get you but, to the table right yeah. whatever whatever it takes to get you <laughs> to the table exactly, exactly. but at, at the same time that i like i finished painting them so like that i was still i got the war on the hold starter and i was doing the goblins and stuff again like i enjoy my fantasy and uh as i was painting those i unfortunately um am a member of the mantic sales groups and so <laughs> someone was uh putting up one of those 3d armies of like, Oh yeah, just pay me like for the resin that I used on it. And I'm just like, sure. Like $200 for, I think it was almost 2,500 points of ogres. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Uh, so I got an ogres and I, again, listening to uh counter charge and your wonderful comments. My first, uh, list was six hordes of uh, siege breakers. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: I'm reformed, but yeah, you know it's a, it's a passage, right? It's a rite of passage. We've all got to like at one point we all have to lean into the filth and just be like, "All right, let's give it a
1: shot." You know, I mean, but it eventually, did really well, like for it, me, does. I mean, it does, yeah. it does, it does. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. And so like from there, you know, I, I did experiment uh, as every ogre player does. I was like, Oh yeah, let's take the hunters with the, uh, brew of speed or, or haste and, you know, all that type of stuff. So, uh, I've been running ogres for about a year now as I still am painting goblins. Uh, so I've been painting goblins now for almost, almost three years, almost. And they're finally done Fingers crossed to to where I'm like, okay, this is this is as good as I would like them.
2: <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Going from ogres to goblins is quite the juxtaposition, right? Yeah, you know, 40 models, maybe 30 yes. depends on what you're playing. Not yeah. as many, and then yeah. you go to goblins and it's like 300 models, and you, you that's a good start.
1: Yeah, and it's you know you've brought up an interesting point about the the high fantasy armies. Like in fantasy, back when I played, because I bought. And played every single army there, but the ones that I kept over the years were my high elves, my night goblins, and then uh, my vampire counts were like my three that I'd always rotate out. And I don't have them anymore, but I always keep like one or two models from each. But uh, yeah, I uh, I was like after you know after you paint one horde army, like I'm never doing this again. And and then much like having kids, I guess it's just like you know it wasn't that bad that time. <laughs>
2: I mean, Ogres is still a great army, though. I mean, it's a good army build. And it's very effective and it lets you do a lot of things. And Goblins is the same thing. I mean, that's, you know, uh, but your point about high fantasy, you know, that like that that old world Warhammer aesthetic, I mean, it's certainly there are some
1: armies that carry that forward into Kings of War. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, yeah, you can definitely get that itch scratched. I dedicated the Goblin army to be as much mantic as I possibly could. So I want to say I'm only using. Four non-Mantic models out of like the 300 that I painted and they are just the characters because I'm not the biggest fan of like the metal characters they have. In the goblin. And even the resin
2: casts I mean those are all traditionally sculpted. Yeah it's funny for me it's 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 about like I like I like a design aesthetic to be the same. So if I can I want an army to be all kind of designed to look the same and so that's why you know, Kingdoms of Men Army is just uh, Westphalia Miniatures, my Goblins are Mantic, but that's the beauty of Kings of War, right? Yeah. Plenty of armies to go around. I mean, I'm, I'm painting Salamanders again, and, it, you know, it's... I heard. Yeah. <laughs> when we started in first edition back in 2010, like, yeah, the elves were kind of like, eh, the undead yeah. was okay, and I played undead yeah. back then, but, you know, even, even the undead with the integrated basing, I mean, it, it's come a long way, and, you know, I just painted some ogres and some EOD. It's like, man, <laughs> these new models are so good, right? Like the, the new hard plastics. Yes. It's like, man, um, I mean, at some point, I definitely I definitely got to paint some halflings or something. But, you know, in the goblins, they're not that old. And I, I I wonder, like, why in the world are they redoing goblins? The original plastic spruce, not that old. Well, what they did now, you know, obviously you've seen them. They're great. I mean, they're very versatile. You know, one of the things I appreciate the, about the Mantic models is they're not like, well, other than the straps that the ogres have, most of them have just enough detail to... to to you know, to, to get the point across, but you're not spending a lot of time on all the extra ghiblies and bits. Yeah, you know, like 100%. I like GW models. I love them. They're cool looking models. I just don't want to paint them. I don't want to have to like, yeah, I just don't want to have to like put on that kind of effort for every single like. That's perfect for a character model, but sure. I don't want to paint every model like a hero, right? It's like, man, okay. At yeah. uh, some point, just like, I just want, I just want to like get these goblins on the table. I don't want to have to spend, you know, yeah. So I, I appreciate Mantic, but you know. I'm excited to see what comes next. I mean, we've obviously had some new Night Stalkers this year and new Northern Alliance. And
1: Twilightkin, is that an army
2: that has ever resonated with
1: you? It, it has. I, uh, I again, like, my favorite all-time fantasy army was Vampire Counts. Um, I didn't start with The Undead with Mantic, mainly because I their line is great, like, especially for the age. It, it is a little old, and um, one of the things that I... It, again, it's not a complaint against Mantic because they have their own vision for their company, but I do enjoy a little Hero Hammer, just a little bit. And, and if you remember how hard it was to kill like a vampire lord on a, a horse, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, any, anybody that wants to hear about
2: it, just talk about. Uh, I forget the gentleman's name, uh, but the first UK Master had three of them in his list before they were nerfed, and it was yeah. just oh, they were OP. I mean, that's back in the days when you played Dominate, and it was the, not unit strength wasn't a thing, it was the cost of the units. So, yeah, you put three Vampire Lords in on a horse in that middle circle, that's 700 points, <laughs> or
1: whatever it was, you know. Yeah, and, and that thing is, like, I know things have to change, and I'm all for progress, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, I uh, I, you know, was looking, and it just, it didn't, Meet my flavor expectations, which teach their own. I, I definitely got that in all the other armies I've picked up, and I could definitely appreciate that Mantic is gearing more, it seems, to uh, the different flavors and really kind of trying to bring out the characteristics um, and like background in the armies. And yes, Twilight Kin with the sneak peeks and previews that they've been doing and kind of. Uh, you know, showcasing stuff always over everything. Have been a fan of if you can make the army play like the story, that's the army I want to play.
2: And it's funny because I would say some of the newer armies, in particular, like halflings, like really kind oh, yeah. of fit the theme on the you know the ta- What the, what happens on the table really fits the theme. Um, and, but you know, with, with their nightstalker army, I mean, it's like I'm oh, sure yeah. there's going to be overlap with the new twilight kin. So I'm sure you know. <laughs> You start with, oh, here's a here's a couple of units of my night stalkers, and then all of a sudden it snowballs, and now you've got four hordes of impalers, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, so the new models look great from what they've what they've showed so far, and I can't wait to see the rest of it.
1: Yes, one hundred percent. I will probably be one of the many jumping on that train.
2: Who is the crazy person to decide? Let's throw a let's throw a big one day. Was that was it you or was that did somebody force you to do it? Or you're just like, you know what, it's just time. <laughs>
1: so again I, I i it was probably a mix you know i i fallen back on on me being a project manager i i take on quite a lot of like different tasks and stuff like that but actually i was uh my very very first event funny enough was vanguard the gt that mike atkins throws
2: oh uh, what I, i've not been but i have heard locally we've had some guys go that's actually where i met then yeah it's on my bucket list but the older i get I got a, i got a high schooler now so i'm like it just limits my time but from everybody yep. that's went, have said it's an amazing event. So,
1: yeah, I cannot, uh, um, yeah, I cannot sing the praises enough. Uh, but yeah, so I, I, and funny enough, I actually got last place in that event. It was my very first Kings of War event, like official tournament. I got a little trophy for it and everything that I still proudly display. And I, it's actually my first and only grudge matches that I ever play. Uh, gentleman Bart Kohler, if you're listening to this, this coming year, you and me, bud. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it was great. And then I went, you know, this past year and kind of talked with a few of the people there about the event, uh, Joey Greek, um, Alex Chavez, uh, Jake, like all, all the, you know, mid Atlantic people. And, you know, it really, I was like, man, why don't we have this in North Carolina? Like there's so many inexpensive places to stay and Looking, you know, at the Kings of War Masters page for Mid Atlantic, I'm like, there's lots of rooms for events. So that's kind of where the seed started, I guess you'd say. And then from there, I really started to draw some plans up. And you came out with a wonderful podcast uh, about like stuff that draws you to events, and that kind of kept pushing the snowball further and further and further. And yeah, I mean, from there, it kind of just Got it out of control, I guess. Because, of course, once you mentioned to a group of nerds, like, you know, I was thinking about having an event. They're like, you should do that. So- you should do that. What, what do you need from
2: me? Do, do I seem to show up? When are we going to yeah. have it? What's, what? <laughs> how many points are we playing? Absolutely. Exactly. Yep. I got to ask this, too. The Carolina Cryptid. Hopefully, yes. hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Yes. That yeah. is the cr- first I had to do a double take. I'm like, what in the heck? That is the craziest <laughs> name for an event I think I've seen. Where did that come from?
1: I am a huge horror buff, which is probably why Night Stalkers appealed to me as an army. And I, again, moving to North Carolina, I am very much a person that's like, I am going to jump into this like head first. So again, I was looking for podcasts and one came up called Arcane Carolinas. And it is a awesome podcast. I've met those hosts in person because I go to horror conventions all the time. And it is a podcast that focuses on the unusual uh a cryptid apparently that I've, i learned is the modern version of monster so in the sense of like not only the unexplained monsters like vampires and stuff like that but also the ones that people have seen like bigfoot and, and aliens and all that type of stuff it's just a universal term now so i kind of got a few of the other players listening to it as well and uh you know i was like oh man cryptid and we took a vote because again, I'm a crazy person. I was like, Hey, we need to form a team. Every other state has one. So like, let's take votes on that. I'm going to already make t-shirts, which I, I should be wearing right now. But, uh, so we're the like Carolina Reapers is the team out of, uh, North Carolina and our mascot is a, a Reaper pepper, but like all mutated. So, to look hot. Like Reaper. Yeah, so hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, so yeah, we kind of went from there and, uh, we, just sticking with like the monster theme, I was like, "Oh man, I can totally take the the, the ball and run with this." So, Carolina Cryptid, I figured, would be a good, like, eye catching name, um, and yeah, uh, pique some interest, hopefully. And that's kind of the theme and- for the event, too. Yeah, and where are you guys? Ho- where are you gonna hold this event? So it is actually back at Atomic Empire. Uh, okay, we, uh, well, it's a yeah. great venue. The the place
2: is huge. Yes. I believe it might have been the first place. It has alcohol, right? beer? Does it not on, on they, tap? They do, yeah. yeah, which may have been that. Like, I mean, we're talking many, many years ago. That was like <laughs> the first game store I've ever been into. They had. I was like, what, what kind yeah, of place is this? A Good
1: selection. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, that's awesome. How fa- Now you said how far is Atomic Empire from where you're at? It's like an hour. You said
1: it, it's about an hour. I mean, it, it's it's in technically it's Durham, but it's like right on the Raleigh Durham border. So yeah, it's uh straight up is it 85 you know you could either come that way if you're i mean both directions really north or south so
2: and are you hoping that you know it's going to start as a one day this year and we should say it's going to be october 7th but is it the hope to turn this into a two-day in 2024 possibly
1: yes 100 percent. i you can put my name down now next year carolina cryptid two-day event
2: carolina cryptid two i think that's Oh, I mean, there you go. Yeah. I mean, you got—it's it, in the name, right? I mean, it, it's the name; it rolls off the tongue. There it so, goes. What about the details? How many points? Since it's a one-day event, is it? Are you guys going to do three games, or are you going to try to get four in? What's the what's the the
1: setup for the for this year's tournament? Sure. So I have four games going. It's nineteen ninety-five points. So we're trying to basically, you know make it a little different than your normal event. And the store, it opens early for most game stores actually opens at 10 and it stays open late, like most game stores. So we shouldn't really have any issues with time. Uh, We do have a lot of the newer players come in. So yes, it is competitive. Uh, We have, you know, Jason's going to make it out of there. I think uh, a few of the Southern guys are coming. Larry, Larry Essex said he might make it up. Uh, I think George O'Connell said he might be coming. And so, yeah, like, we'll be some, you know, some com- competition there. There'll be some good players. Yes, yes. I'll be down there with the
2: newer players, so it's fine. Talk to me about the scoring system. I mean, if this if this is a one day and you really want to be new player friendly, talk to me about the thought process of what scoring system you're going with. That's
1: actually a, a very interesting point. I'm glad you brought it up because I, again, love Mantic. Uh, I cannot sing their praises enough. Their missions are, are great, but... You know, 9 out of the 12 are just a variation of like, hey, I'm going to stand here all game and hope I don't die, which is fine, you know, um, but I really, and it could be my my distasteful 40k background, like coloring this. I actually am using a, at least as far as I know, I hope I'm not stealing anybody's idea, a newer progressive scoring system. That's And I don't mean progressive as in, like, hey, this is better. I, I mean it's actually progressive scoring.
2: No, progressive as in, like, you can score points every turn. And
1: it, yes. it, it accumulates over the course
2: of the game. Yeah. I mean, other than Texas, I don't think anybody's doing that. And so it'll be,
1: you know, I, I always applaud people trying something new, right? Yes. I mean, it's something different. Yeah, and I figured, you know, uh, being this type of event, I could always change it next year. But I, I really wanted to give this a shot. And I've practiced the missions quite a bit. We used a standard book missions uh and it's very much just trying to make sure that that you have max of three points around that you can score uh one point fold in one objective or boot counter or token uh one point if you hold two or more and then another point if you hold more than your opponent so you get three i mean that's per turn i assume probably right like- yes yes and it's scored at the end of the second player's turn each round So it kind of, you know, in one of the recent podcasts they mentioned, um, I think Alex was talking about it for the Masters play, about how almost no uh, at no time do you want to go second, you know, in almost any of the missions. And I was like, well, let's see how we can fix that. Because now, you know, things like Wind Blast, when you're scoring at the end of, you know, at the end of Player two's turn every round, going second is a lot more impactful at that point. At least in my humble opinion. (laughs) I think going second is...
2: For me, the default answer in a lot of scenarios, especially ones where they're positional, like a dominate or uh, objective tokens, sure. If you're playing a shooting army or loot tokens, the, those scenarios sometimes you do need to be more or invade, where you maybe need to be more aggressive and get out there and start to like put your will on the other player. <laughs> sure. I'm of opinion that there's not there's no right answer, right? I, the right answer is whatever yeah. works for you. Yeah. Some people swear by first going first. Some people go by second. You know, Andy Patton, one of my local players, told me he goes, "Look, I just plan to go second every time, and if I win the roll, cool, I have a choice." So, is there, so is it just going to be straight scenario scoring, or is there an attrition or a kill point element to the score as well?
1: Sure. So i I really wanted to try and and not favor any particular army or play style so what i did was there's also attrition scoring uh based upon the percentage you score you get again a max of 16 points and then you get two for killing a special character uh that is part of the event but it's basically you can have 18 on objective or 18 with attrition so you know max overall you have your 36 points and you can be a dwarf army that doesn't budge and get all your points by not dying and holding those objectives, or you can be that Alpha Strike army that just wipes them off the board, but you don't focus on objectives. So again, I, I figured first time out the gate, why not go crazy with it? Uh and kinda uh, see from there what we can do.
2: Well, I mean, one day is the perfect opportunity to do these kind of things. You know, you don't necessarily want to risk it on a two-day because you got people coming in potentially out of town and Yeah. So you try it here, and if it's successful you know you'll get you'll you'll iterate on that and you'll make it better for next time and you'll become you know that's the one thing that's great about events is the ones that do something different to be unique yes you know a lot of them have special scenarios or special scoring systems or as you mentioned we'll have a a character that you get for free to add some context you know or add some flavor to the army so it's just you know it, I, from your perspective what are you guys doing to kind of make put your own stamp on this to make the carolina cryptid like stand
1: out from all of the other
2: All the other events that are in North Carolina.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're beating people off with sticks here. Uh, No, no, uh, one of the main things I did, you know, being the Carolina cryptid, there will be special characters. They'll be provided by me, 3D printed. that will be cryptids. These are actual cryptids or monsters that were on the Arcane Carolinas podcast. So they're named after the episodes. If you wanted to listen to what the actual, you know, monsters are, you can do it. And I, you know, I, I'm not trying to get viewers away from your show. I'm going
2: to tell my daughter about it because she's a big, she's a big, like, unknown sci-fi UFO monster
1: hunting. Oh, she's 14. It. She's going to love it. I, and I'm going to be like, hey, have you listened to this? She's yes. going to be right up her alley. When I say cryptid, I mean, I'm not like, oh, man, Rob, these aliens. But there's actually an episode. One of the monsters is called the Raleigh Blob. It's a real thing. Like the government, it like had to clean up this whole big mess in Raleigh, and it of some unknown. They didn't know if it was a fungus or worms or something, but it was a. It was literally the size of an entire sewer like drainage system, apparently. So yeah, it was. Anyways, I I, I won't try and uh, run off on that tangent, but yeah. So each special character <laughs> is uh is encrypted from carolina so you get the carolina cryptid of your choice uh and you know i tried to make a mix there's a two beater style um two support and one kind of anvil uh you know hopefully that will pick out tony used um one of the support ones that I, i think i might have to tone down just a little bit but uh yeah he has like very inspiring and spell ward and heal and he he definitely played quite quite well into Tony's historical Kingdoms of Men army.
2: Oh, he's always looking for an edge. He's yeah. always looking for an edge. <laughs>
1: uh, it was a great game, though. I mean, uh, pretty pretty good crushing defeat. But uh, definitely, you learn from your most from your defeats. So winning just confirms what you already know.
2: It yes. doesn't it doesn't make you a better player. Exactly. So yeah, that's awesome. So you do have a cap of sixteen players, and I think you mentioned you're you're about halfway full so far. So where can people go to, to learn about the event, sign up for it? What where's, What's the best way to get the information?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, I always say if you feel like uh, liking another Facebook page, please feel free. Uh, join the Kings of War Carolinas page. We generally are very, very friendly. Uh, we talk about you know the events coming up and just kind of like where we are at gaming. And you'll generally catch most of us. In between the triads, so winston-salem raleigh or um charlotte and whatnot kind of always you know at least letting you know that we're out there and then it will be on the atomic empire page um, if you go to their store events and, and look in october you'll see it there and that's where the signups are it's a 20 entry fee but that is going to cover the cost of the tournament um, there's prize support there's going to be raffles so everyone along with taking home the miniature should walk away with like another prize or two as well. Um, We're really just trying to get people out to play and, and show that there is a Kings of war scene in North Carolina. Exactly. And we, we, didn't mention
2: this, but terrain, uh, I'm sure you're going to leverage Tony's vast collection
1: of uh, stuff. Yes. We've all done it. I I ran the
2: first U (laughs) S masters back in 2017 and I'm like, Tony, I need 32 tables. I've got like, Twenty four. Can you bring some? (laughs) And 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 of course, because at that point Tony was living out here in Mississippi, uh, and so he was no problem. Funny story is I gave Tony his first game of Kings of War. Oh wow! He came over to the house with his daughter and my daughter. They were about the same age. Like maybe my daughter's like a year or two older, but they were like downstairs playing, and we're upstairs in my hobby tower, and we're playing and. Now it's like one of my best friends, right? Just oh yeah. We don't get to see him
1: as much now that he's
2: relocated back to North Carolina. But
1: well, one of these years we do plan on coming down to uh to TNT and carpooling over there. So the
2: Southeast in general has got some great events. Peachtree down in Atlanta, TNT in Nashville. Obviously, we've got Kings of Memphis here in Memphis. You mentioned Crucible down in Florida it is a great event. It's a problem, right? It's a it, and <laughs> it's a problem you guys are gonna eventually get to where you you know. Eventually, you're going to have so many tournaments in North Carolina. You're just not going to know what to do. You're going to have to cool. turn people away and say, guys, there's just too many. Um, now, cool. are you going to get some of the other non-North Carolina guys to come? I mean, are you, obviously, you mentioned Larry Essick and, and uh, George O'Connell, but I, this sounds like something that Alex Chavez, the region rep, should show up for. That's, I mean, really? that's just me, right? You, hear if, that, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, Alex I mean, Alex just won TNT.
1: I saw that. If he could make it there, he should be able to make it here. I mean, you know, the drive is actually a lot easier, but uh, no, I, I, you know, uh, I went to Mountaineer uh, recently, Chris Fisher's events. And again, we're just a wonderful person and just fantastic event. Uh, met, you know, played a lot of new players that I haven't played before. All absolutely wonderful. Uh, and I actually, you know, I talked to him. I was like, hey, I made some flyers. Is okay if I pass them out? And he's just like, you got to do a speech. You got to get up here. And I was like, oh, okay. So, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, if they're coming down exactly. But if they are great, I, and I understand it is a one day. The way that the Mid-Atlantic scoring is, is they definitely have the events up there. Um, between like Nerdhammer, um, King beyond the wall, and it's not about the points though, Matt. It's about Alex doing his job as the leader and showing
2: up. <laughs> you know, you, the King's got to show up every once in a while and be like, "Listen here, guys, let's bring bring forth,
1: you know, the accolades."
2: It's so, true. You know,
1: I mean, if he Alex, if you come down, you let me know. I'll, I will put you in a place so you will can stay for free at least. I mean, that's one of the benefits of Vanguard, right? Yeah. Get to stay oh, with yeah. Mike
2: Atkins in in the house. Uh, sounds yes. like awesome.
1: It is fantastic. They, and and Rob, if you if you do plan on going, I gotta say, I think last year it sold out like within two hours or so. It's like I think it's world. already
2: sold out for this for next year. Maybe it might already be sold out. Like it's it goes like the first day like, psh, yes. gone.
1: Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's,
2: yeah. I mean, obviously, North Carolina is growing. The scene's growing. Yeah. What other, what other events are on your bucket list besides – you mentioned TNT, but what – and Crucible. Are there yeah. other events in other regions that you're thinking about would be great great places to go?
1: I mean, you know, the, if it was the absolute bucket list, I, I would love to uh, to make it really far out there, going to, like, Lone Wolf and Bug Eater, like all the ones that you hear about. Uh, I travel a lot for work as it is, unfortunately, so it, it kind of limits my ability to be away from the homestead often. So you got to find it where you you have a business trip
2: during the yes. week. Time <laughs> it so you're in an event. You just tell the tell the community, "Hey, I'm going to be here. I'm not going to have an army. I guarantee you that an army will be there for you to lose with."
1: Well, it's funny. I almost made it out to the Seattle Best the Rest because we have I we have facilities out there for my work, and I was like, "Can I time this correctly?" And yeah, I just I missed it by like a week or two. So. <laughs>
2: Obviously, in Washington D.C. next year for sure. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. That's not far yes. for you guys.
1: I mean, I will be there. I will be at the best. Of the rest somewhere. I'm hoping the the middle bottom. Like if I can, if I get to the top bottom, I'd be happy. Like two and, and three would be good for me.
2: You gotta set those goals high,
1: man. Set the goals <laughs> high. <laughs> I'm sure you played Tony. What's your record against Tony? You know, uh, I think he might have one or two games up on me. Uh, but it's always really close. I know obviously the last one was a uh, pretty good uh, crushing defeat. He's been doing really well with his Varenger lately. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it always gets really close. I think he was testing out lizard men before that. And I, if we didn't tie, I think we may have tied. Tony, you'll have yeah. to
2: tell me. It's always hard to tell if, if he's in, like, if he's mentally struggling, because he sweats
1: so profusely. Like, you never know. Are you sweating because I'm making
2: you think real hard, or is it just hot? That's you know, I, I can never tell.
1: Yeah, and it has been unseasonably warm in North Carolina, apparently, um, this past summer. So, yeah, I, I don't know, I don't know, but yeah, he gets, uh, it's intense, but it's always fun.
2: And have you have you had a chance to play Jason Britt yet?
1: I have. I have yet to beat Jason.
2: I I have no delusions of that <laughs> grandeur. To beat Jason. Yeah, yeah. He is he is a very and for those that don't know, Jason was on our Kingdoms of Men Army review. He did a great job. So yes. uh, He's he's very uh tactically very sound
1: player. Yes. And he all again, all around great guy. We all play um Universal Battle, so we'll, you know, do that mail through uh mail play games and stuff like that and try and keep our skills at least semi-sharp. <laughs> but yeah, um, Jason's great. I One day, Jason, I might give you a competitive game. We'll see. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. You won't see it coming. It'll just hit you all of a sudden.
2: And we should mention, you're going to play with the withdrawal rule and it's negative one penalty, but yes. no allies, which I think is great from a new player perspective, you know, just just show up with your basic army. You know, uh, sometimes allies can really muck things up a bit
1: yes and for those players that may be listening that you know you're not sure if you want to come or not there's going to be plenty of loner armies out there um so if you need you don't have an army but you still want to come come on out win some free stuff and like there'll be an army for you to play
2: it's important too if they're new players right because yeah i mean that's the one of the barrier friendships we have with kings of war is that you have to paint so many models as you know as a goblin player uh, you just got to paint a lot of models. It's a, it's a it's a mass ranked and flanks game. Yes, it takes people time, and you know I think that's getting people to a tournament. Sometimes that that barrier is just getting over the do I don't have an army hump, and so providing them an army that they can play, you know, uh, is a great enabler to get. You know, if you can get two or three more people that you weren't planning, uh, it'll be fantastic. Yeah. Any They're odds really on cool. who's going to take it out? You got any like you got any like uh, what's the divine intervention here? Like what are you thinking?
1: Well, I, I I might have an unfair advantage with that question because I, I do have admin access to see who signed up. And I do see George did sign up. and To so I, George I, O'Connell, yeah. I, I have played against George uh, uh, one time at, in like a practice game. And, yeah, I mean. Yeah, remember, I, though, he
2: only finished sixth at TNT. That's so, true. really, how, that's how good true. is he? Yeah. I mean, how good is I, he? Come exactly. Yeah. Sixth? <laughs> Come on. If you're not first, you're the first loser, right? If second's second just the first loser
1: exactly you're the first to last uh but yeah no I um I don't know I mean I, I Jason did say that he would be coming as well I don't see that he signed up yet but he has a lot of work stuff going on so i I think it's gonna be interesting to see because uh you know i I would love to see that high level of play uh at a North Carolina event so I mean if alex deigns uh, to make it down here he might have some competition so.
2: You got to call him out, man. That's the trick. You just got to <laughs> call him out. You know, I mean, he, I mean, he, he's the, he's the region chair. He's got to come and, su- you know, he's got to come and support all of you guys, not just the people in Washington Northern Virginia or in West Virginia or in Pennsylvania. He needs to, he needs to get out and support. Like, I mean, when's the last time he's been in South Carolina?
1: Yeah, I don't, I have no idea. I think, uh, the biggest event around that area is siege of Augusta, which I'll be going to this year or by test. Technically it's next year, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Mr. Chavez, if you make it out, I'll sweeten that pot. I'll get you a Carolina Reaper shirt. I mean, a free shirt?
2: That's a pretty a pretty good deal. <laughs> so what did we miss, Matt? Like what, what in terms of like sp- specifics of the event? Was there anything we didn't cover that we
1: wanted to make sure that we told people about? I should probably let them know it's October 7th. So that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, you know, the first weekend of October, um, it's going to be in the Durham area. There's, if you are coming from out of town, there is tons of hotels. It, it's pretty much like smack dab right outside of downtown. So, uh, straight up 85 or down 85. And yeah, I mean, shoot me an email, Facebook page, um, it's probably the easiest way you could find me, but yeah, my contact information is on the event. I'm one of the admins on the page, so yeah, we'd love to have you. We're all real friendly and just want to grow the scene. So come on down, and we'll have
2: links in the show. We'll have links in the show notes to the Facebook page and the event page. So you. uh, if you're hearing this, make sure you just jump in the notes, and we will put you in contact with Matt. And uh, well, awesome! I'm excited because, like I said, I, it's been a while. It's been a couple of years since I think Tony was running that two day, and I yes. think he obviously moved around a little bit. And so, and I know Jason's had some events. But it's nice yes. to see another event, you know, start that start that growth again. And you know, it's a one day this year, you know, two day two day in twenty twenty four. I think that's yes. going to be awesome, you know. Yep. And I think once you get to Crucible, that's going to help too, right? Because you're going to get, you know, it's like anything. The more tournaments you go geographically not too far from you, you 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 they 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 learn. Oh, there's like minded people in North Carolina. They have an event, and it's like reciprocity, right? I went to your event. They go to you, and you just. You co-mingle and it just snowballs from there. And then next thing you know, we're gonna be talking about North Carolina as being the best scene in the mid Atlantic <laughs> for competitive play. You
0: know,
1: no one's gonna be talking about Northern Virginia. Uh, you hey, know, they're you gonna know, go, who? <laughs> if dreams come true, you know, and, hey, I'll you know, if it ever gets that big, Rob, I'll extend like, that same offer to you. I'll get you a t shirt and hotel room. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Well, awesome, man! I appreciate you coming on and chatting with us about the Carolina Cryptid, which again will be on October seventh, one day, four games. Nineteen ninety five is a perfect amount of points for a four for four games in a day. It's small enough that you can get timing wise, you can get through some games. It's also nineteen ninety five, obviously that strategic right below two thousand, so it it kind of like it just takes the edge off just a little bit, right? Yeah. And you have oh, a yeah. l- few, a few, you know, a few less units on the table. Uh, it just makes it much more. Uh, Well, it makes it more accessible to the new player, which is you know what you know at this stage. That's what you're probably catering to. You know, you want as many new players as you can get, and and also if you're a nice thing about having an Atomic Empire. I assume there'll be other people there at that store while you're running your event. They'll see the game and potentially you know it'll it will sell. You know that's the problem with a lot of our events where they're in like a hotel, but not part of a convention. It's like well they don't have foot traffic that's going to see it. You know, it's, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. The faithful were already here and no one else is going to join the party, but in a topic empire, you know, get the word out. Hey, even if you don't want to play, but you're in the area, I tell everybody go check it out. Like, even if you don't want to play or can't play, or you can't stay for the whole day, come check it out. Cause I mean, it's, it's, it's the pageantry of a Kings of war event where you see these massive tables, you know, these uh, massive armies on the table doing battle and fantastic. I mean, and, and Tony's a great painter. He'll have some really cool armies. Uh, his his ogres, his American themed, you know, patriotic <laughs> yeah. ogre army. I have been smashed many a time by them. Well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you chatting with us.
1: Oh yeah, no, thanks for having me, Rob. I really, really do appreciate this. I mean, again, the community compared to any other game or any other game system or really almost any other hobby that I've ever experienced is just absolutely wonderful. So, thank you.
2: I have a feeling though. I think it's just because you know we're not a, we're not a large community. In the, in the grand scheme of things. And I think we appreciate anybody that's interested. Like, hey, you know, like finding like minded people that want to grow this game. And I mean, it's a great game, straight up. It's, I mean, it's the best, it's the best miniature War game I've ever played. Uh, and that's, you're know, saying a lot, especially considering that, you know, now, like the hip thing to say is, well, you know, you want these, these, these modern tabletop games where you've got alternating activation and all, you know, I mean, we're talking about a ranks and flanks game which have some basic mechanics that are, you know, thirty years old at this point. They've done enough to the game to really modernize it to the point where it's really quite fun. So Well, awesome. Well, awesome. That's gonna do us tonight. And until next time, keep
0: countercharging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com on Twitter at countercharge 15